Hello, everyone, and welcome to In Her Space. I'm your host, Irene Wade. In Her Space is your source of inspiration for faith and spirituality, health, family, love and relationships, professional development, community, and just life. My desire with this podcast is to create a space for me, for you, for us, to share our perspective, to inspire one another, and to give voice to our experiences. Today, we have in our studio author, Kenya Baker, who was born in Detroit, Michigan. She spent most of her childhood and adult life in Dayton, Ohio. She's always possessed a strong love for education. Mrs. Baker holds a Bachelor's of Science degree from Wilberforce University and a Master of Science in Education from the University of Dayton. Her time in the classroom as a school teacher fueled her passion to write children's literature. She served as a certified teacher in the urban community for over 15 years. Through literature, she hopes to inspire children in early childhood to express their thoughts and feelings through the pen. Currently, Mrs. Baker spends most of her time and energy fighting community injustices such as black-on-black violence and littering. She attributes all that is right in her life to God, the author and finisher of her faith. So we are so delighted to have in the studio Mrs. Kenya Baker. Welcome, Ms. Baker. Thank you. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here with us. We are so excited to have you here to talk to us about the amazing projects that you have, Robin's Gift, which was written by yourself, illustrated by your your niece. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, just such an amazing thing. You have other projects that you have written. We just want to take some time to get to know Kenya Baker. So, mm-hmm. Kenya, could you share with us a little bit about yourself and tell us about your journey to writing Robin's Gift? Yes, well, this is a busy time in my life. Uh, God has blessed me with multiple gifts. And I count myself a serial entrepreneur. Okay. And in being a serial entrepreneur, I am very busy. I teach school during the day, Mm -hmm. and I work with adolescents that are troubled and from at-risk situations. In the evening, through my independent living programs, and then I also work with a market a new co-op market that's opening up here in Dayton, as well as writing and publishing. So writing, I was once told that when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And I'm really in a place where, with writing especially, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like work, and it comes very naturally. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So it's a, this is your gift. Yes. This is what you do. Certainly. When it comes to writing, I know for a lot of people, they're inspired by certain things. You know, maybe it's their children or what inspires you in your writing? What gets you moving? God. Yeah. I don't mean to sound <laughs> over spiritual, but truly, God will tell me a title. And then within a day or so, he gives me the text. Wow. And it just comes. It flows so effortlessly, so effortlessly. And then it's just a matter of taking those pieces, those parts of the puzzle, and 
publishing them because after my first book, I Love My Granny, which I published in 2015 with uh, Kennerly, I decided that I wanted to experience the process of publishing independently. And so I published my next book independently. Okay. And it was a journey. However, I enjoyed the experience of obtaining copyrights and getting a code for the back so that I could scan it with retailers. I've enjoyed the process of publishing, and I've also had a few authors that have published with me. Okay. All of those works are available at www.kenyabakerbooks.com. Got you. That's amazing. Now, we have been talking about you know this month with all of our guests we've been talking about resilience Mm -hmm. and the ability to overcome obstacles and when you say I'm a serial entrepreneur we already know that you're always working Mm -hmm. and even when we're working that comes challenges come along with it of course so can you tell us a little bit about that word resilience and what does it mean to to you and your projects and you know, your your talents and your gifts and what you have to offer uh, to our community. Resilience to me and my projects and my community means accepting the trials and tribulations, the proclivities of life, mm-hmm. and using them as stepping stones. Yes. So those detours, I normally tend to step on them and use them as launching pads. Yes, yes. <laughs> Many people may see a roadblock. And I just see a road spot that I must, you know, catapult over, which generally lands you in a place further than you were when you stopped, you know. And I think as individuals, as humans, especially in this day and time, that it's important that we use trials and tribulations as opportunities to catapult us into another dimension. Because truly, that is what God does. He takes those things that were meant to destroy us and he uses them to make us stronger oh yes that's true so i find myself highly resilient uh, with my most recent book robin's gifts it was interesting i often allow god to word my mouth and i don't do a lot of pre-planned speeches so at my book release celebration god actually explained to me robin's gift and what it meant to me. It's dedicated to my granddaughter, Amira Leanne Michelle Grant, who passed away at seven months old. She suffocated on blankets while she was in the care of a family member on her mother's side. She was my son's only child. And I felt like she was taken from me. And and I can still hear myself scream the morning that I got that phone call. Mm -hmm. And God explained to me at the book release how it was that feeling of something being taken Mm -hmm. that allowed me to write a book that dealt with gifting yes so yes robin's gift is really a balance to the to that place in my in my heart that i felt something was missing yes Yes. something was take robin's gift as a replacement yes yes (laughs) beautiful You know what? This is so beautiful. But you know what? This is so amazing because um, the the fact that you're sharing that with me, I just um, interviewed um, a mother um, yesterday. We talked about um, grief and loss. And but to hear you, even with you, what you dealt with, you take it and make something beautiful. I'm sitting here right now. For those of you who are listening, I'm looking at 
the cover of this beautiful book and it's like I mean, it's so warm it's beautiful it's um it's I, I see new new life in that in this book what were your what were your intentions when you wrote this book what feeling were you trying to extract from those readers which definitely would be young children right I noticed in my 15 years of teaching in urban schools that children are very close fists they don't really understand giving in my experiences over the last 40 some odd years I experienced a lot of individuals who did not appear to understand giving mm. they were easily takers but quite difficult and Robin Robin and her precious heart Robin is a it, the story is about a bird and Robin pays attention to herself she's very um, focused and she's resilient and she actually prepares and it, it the story reminds me a lot of the the grasshopper and the ant the fable but Robin is nifty too she there's some some innuendos to technology and it's cute it's funny yes. but I definitely wanted children to not only be entertained but also to gain the heart of a giver yes. and to see the blessings that come from giving and giving without motive just giving wow because i mean I, yesterday and it's amazing that this is coming up we talked about the power of giving and and how impactful it, it can be and then also to instill that into our children so the fact that you wrote a book to teach our children the lessons of giving is something powerful that needs to take place even within our community in and of itself, especially with the challenges that we have. We have to have that spirit of giving because that's what unites us even when challenges are surround us in, in our community. But giving can get us through some of those <laughs> most difficult mm -hmm. seasons, you know? We, we got to depend on each other, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I agree. And, and even with trials and tribulations and the troubles and woes of today, I oftentimes rest on my tithe because I know that I have done as God has instructed That's right. and I have given yes. as I was commanded. And I rest on that. Yes. And I believe that, no, the windows of, he of heaven are stuck open. Yes. <laughs> and I can't even hold all of the blessings that are falling upon Absolutely. me and I speak that into everyone's life and to the life of all givers yes that the windows of heaven are open and we won't have room to receive all of the gifts that God plans to bestow upon absolutely, us absolutely absolutely I was reading your bio and um you said that you spend a lot of your time now giving back and serving your community can you tell us a little bit about how community has impacted your life? And, you know, we all have a village. You know, I even, I, you, even when we were talking a little bit earlier, you said you um, brought your niece into this project and she illustrated yes. the book. How important has your village been to you? My village has been extremely important to me. You know, living in an urban community, I am from the streets of Detroit, which was a very impoverished area that I lived in. And going to college, I never wanted to go to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. 
I never wanted to live where I didn't have to be concerned with crime or litter. Although I did want to not be concerned with crime or litter, <laughs> but I never wanted to live in those places because I understood the history of the suburbs and how the suburbs became populated because they were running away from us. <laughs> yes, okay, a little history lesson. Yes, <laughs> Following the Great yeah, Migration, yeah. there is something that happened called white flight. And that was when many of our communities, the inner cities became highly populated with African-Americans and many Caucasians left and moved to the suburban areas. So it has been my purpose to stay. I spent maybe three years. I bought a house, dealt with the housing crisis back in 08. I was one of the victims. Mm. After that, um, I became a renter. I did move out for maybe two or three years. But like I said, I missed being in Dayton. I missed walking the streets. I missed going to the store and picking up the trash from everybody who threw it out (laughs) in their cars. Unfortunately, it is... It is the truth. I'm going to get buy a bottle of water and I'm going to pick up cans of beer <laughs> and three empty packs of, you know, cigars. And But, I mean, it is what it is. I yeah. think that our people need some healing. I think that we have lack of concern for aesthetics, for others. Yeah. I believe that not littering is really an act of uh, individuals that are selfless. Mm-hmm. It's, it's extremely selfish to not want trash in your immediate presence so you put it in the presence of the entire world. That's a very selfish act mm-hmm. and I think that our people need healing. We yeah. have some hurt places that we really need to heal and I, I believe it starts with giving. Yes. People need to give whether it's your time that it takes to lean down and pick up the cellophane wrapper where someone has discarded it from putting on a new white t-shirt at a gas station. (laughs) It happens. I know. I know it happens. But we really have to learn responsibility for our community. It starts with each one of us. Yeah. And and I believe that when we stop some Saturday mornings, I'll get out and I have one of those those, uh, picker-uppers with the rubber tips on it and everything that I cannot even have to lean over and I just will go up to the gas station I'll start cleaning up right? and they'll come out like oh you don't have to do that I'm like someone has to do it That's right. so maybe if people see me doing it knowing that I don't work there I work in my community yes the key thing you said someone has to do it so someone has to stand up Mm -hmm. and I think that it's very important to realize that everything that we contribute matters and some people may think of certain duties or certain tasks as small, but those small things lead up to bigger accomplishments. So that you don't know what that small act of just simply pick. I see something on the ground. I'm gonna pick it up. Somebody's watching. And then you don't know how that impacts. The next thing you know, there's a chain reaction and people begin to make those, those, those shifts. I believe it. Yeah. I was at the bank once and I had this truck, this red truck and that truck was from God. I had this truck, and I tell you, because I could just pick up trash, I could just put it in the bed of that truck, and no one would know that I had just picked up tons of trash. So I was at the bank, and I was picking up trash before I went in the bank. I was, I, you know, I, I was ready to go in and, and patronize, but then I noticed all the trash. I said, let me clean up a little bit. Right. And when I got in the bank, this lady said, I just want you to know I noticed what you did. Mm, see. <laughs> and I just thought that, that was so cute, like, for her to say that she noticed that 
because I really want her to notice a clean community. Yes, yes. That's what I want everyone to be able to experience. It's going to take everyone to contribute, too. Absolutely. I And I'm thinking about uh, your gift um, to us, which is Robin's gift. Yes. Um, I'm thinking about, I'm looking at another project that's right before me. I'm looking at Rainy Days. Um, and I'm thinking about authors, aspiring authors who who want to be in a position where they see a published book mm-hmm. before them. What what word of encouragement would you give to the aspiring authors who want to, um, you know, see their book published and offer it to as a gift to um, those in their community? I consider myself as having a gift to write naturally so it often comes naturally however that's not the case for everyone and I hear people oftentimes talking about their desires and ambitions to write and I encourage them to keep a journal and write take notes and try to self-publish find someone it does not have to be Kenya Baker it can be anyone who has experience with publishing and take notes yes and and learn about the process and enjoy the process yes because it it's not about the final product it really is about the process yes yes enjoy the journey enjoy the journey wow enjoy the journey. what has your journey looked like um in terms of your your writing your your service your life your you have I know you're an educator. Yes. <laughs> so you're in constant contact with our children. Yes. I've had a window seat. Okay. I've had a window seat. I've I've seen it all in other words. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I've seen everything that you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Probably anything that you could ask me, I'll mm-hmm. say yes. Right. You know, I I've seen that. Right. I've seen that. My grandmother, she left in 2000 and Okay. And that was the year after I graduated mm-hmm. with my bachelor's degree. Okay. And it was really the beginning for me mm-hmm. because I just knew I had arrived once I had my bachelor's degree. I really didn't need anything <laughs> else to happen in life. <laughs> but God said, nope, not done yet. So um, that was the beginning, though, of uh, what I call my professional career. Yes. And... It has been nonstop, 18 years of just nonstop excitement. Yes. I mean, three books later, who would have thought? 15 years, uh, 16 years in the classroom. This would be my 16th year and my last year. Right. (laughs) She's an emphasis on last year. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it has been so interesting. Uh, Right now, I am in the process of producing a play. Robin's Gift was released in a play at Victoria Theater. I'm producing a play at my school for Black History Month. I expect for that to go off without a hitch. The children have been practicing their parts. So everything is exciting. Like I said, I saw it all. So as we see things in life, I think it's important that we take notes Mm. and that we make observations Mm. and that we allow those things to inform us. Because that is what makes us stronger. That's what makes us stronger, our experiences. So you had a vision. You said, write it down, take notes. Write it down. And enjoy the journey. And enjoy the journey. Wow, that's powerful. And enjoy the journey. Wow, come on. That's amazing. Um, I just want to give you um, the final, um, you know, because as we're closing out, 
Um, I always like to give our guests the final word to um, our listening audience. We have a diverse group of um, we have women who are listening in. Actually, they're from all over. I just re- recently um, got an inbox from someone who um, lives outside of the state, and I was so excited that she reached out. She saw us on Blog Talk Radio, so we want to give her a shout out to our Blog Talk Radio listeners who are listening in. What do you say? What are your final words as we close out, um, uh, Kenya, to to your to this list, listening audience? My final words would be that as a people, that we grab a hold of our gifts and our talents. Mm -hmm. I believe that there are a lot of us who are not operating within our gifts. Mm -hmm. And when you operate within your gift, you can truly follow the commandment that we allow God to lead our path. Because it's clear. The path is clear. When you're on that path that you're supposed to be on, it is practically effortless. So I would want to speak a walk of effortlessness into the life of the listeners of your podcast. And I just want to thank you for this opportunity. And I encourage uh, everyone to get Robin's gift. Oh, yes. It's available at <laughs> www.kenyabakerbooks. Yes. And I am not saying that to sell books because <laughs> I truly do not write books to make money. I truly write books because it's a gift. Absolutely. And thank you for your gift. It's my gift. Thank you for sharing your gift of, <laughs> of, of wisdom because that's what we got today. Not only the gift of um, hearing about your journey and your book, but you poured into us some great wisdom, and I'm thankful for that. I just want to encourage my listening audience. You're going to see more information about uh, Kenya Baker's book. It's called Robin's Gift. Um, you're going to see information about that, and um, like she said, go to our website, www.kenyabakersbooks.com. You're going to also find information about Kenya Baker on my website at www.inherspace.com. For those of you who are listening in, we want you to subscribe today on iTunes. It is free. You don't have to pay. Subscribe today to iTunes in her space. And then also you can uh, look us up on SoundCloud and Blog Talk Radio. We are so delighted for you. Thank you again, Kenya, for being on the show. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, we want to thank you. We want to give a special shout out to Stacy, Stacy Leonard for coming out with us, for Mo Red Productions for connecting us. And um, until next time, to all of our listening audience, thank you so much for listening in and be blessed.